Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of the Imaginary Movie Podcast. A podcast where we watch a fun superhero movie and then we talk about it. My name's David and our movies can destroy us, even after the physical wounds have healed. If we survive them, they can transform us, they can give us the power to endure and the strength to never see another Batman movie in our lives. And I'm Ross. Riddle me this. What's the point? Perfect. Um, enough of that fucking dreary shit. We'll get into more dreary shit in a second. Uh, this week, um, <laughs> to, to, we got my power then, not to crack. I know. <laughs> uh, the Batman um, from this year, 2022. Uh, <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Like we're, we're so, ma- so many internet, emotions. Ross. We're two yes. white guys on the internet. We're a white How guy is down it? this week. <laughs> How are we all? We are one white guy down. Um, but because we, we you're from Ireland, Ross, it actually it actually increases our diversity. Not having Sam or me, like mm. percentage wise, <laughs> somehow. <laughs> but like, how is a Batman movie not for us? Like, how is this movie oh, not right? like? Not like, hmm, I wonder what the nerds want. Like, and then that. Why? How? There, there are so many facets to this movie. It's like, what? What was the fucking thought process behind this? And then there's so, because at the same time, there's so many things like, oh, that's brilliant. That is brilliant. Um, especially for someone who, like, you know, reads the comics, seeing a lot of this, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, quality, brilliant, true to form. And then other stuff, I'm like, are you guys like reading the fucking script, like, or do, or do you just it's, pick it up on a random day? It's almost a uniquely frustrating <clears throat> movie, isn't it? It's it, well, well, well it, it absolutely is. I would go one further. It's not almost. It is. It's frustrating because there's so many good qualities about it. And you're like, how the fuck did you fuck this up? How did you steer so wrong? Um, I mean, I, I want to save it for the for the crux of the problem, but. They, they tried to do too much in this first movie, this first reboot. I think you said the same as well on what's happened. This, can... this 15th Batman reboot we've had in the last fucking 10 years, <laughs> it seems like. Batman. Like, we can get into all that in a minute. I'm going to do quickly mm. do a plot summary. Um, okay. And then, then when we can maybe talk about. You're Batman doing the plot summary or I'm doing the plot summary? I'll do the plot summary. For you do change. the plot summary. Okay, you go for it. Um, it's all about me, Ross. I'm the most important person. I've noticed. Um, <laughs> We've known each other quite that, some that time. Is, not a lot that is change. not lost on me. Trust me. So, the Batman. Um, we'll get into the name in a minute. Uh, when a sadistic serial killer begins murdering key political figures in Gotham, Batman is forced to investigate the city's hidden corruption and question his family's involvement. <clears throat> Great. Which, yep. <laughs> Great. Like that's the plot to every Batman movie. Mm. Um. Like first off, we'll get through. We'll get into the plot into the plot. I think this is going to be a, like a proper like pedanty. We're going to be we're going to be all like, over the place with this. Minute. However, however, let's talk about the Batman franchise for a moment because like we are huge Batman fans. I, I, I'm speaking for you, Ross. Big Bat fan. I'm a huge yep. Batman fan. Big Bat um, fan. Big Bat fan. But love, love bats. Um, and like you know, we had the gift in the '90s of like two solid weird cartoony Tim Burton movies with the two uh, Schumacher movies which were like a fever dream but like I not would, without I, them not go on 
I, I was going to say, I would say the biggest gift out of all those, like for, from Batman, is the the, the animated series. That for oh, yeah, me yeah. is full on the epitome of Batman. And it's it, peak Batman. It is peak Batman, and it's one of those '90s cartoons where they're able to portray violence without actually showing it. Like if you watch any clips now on YouTube, they'll see like a fist fight, for example, and just as the fist connects, it's just like a flash of white on the screen, or you know they get oh, around. It's all like, done by sound, isn't it? Like yeah, yeah, that... and they get and they get around gun violence by having them like shoot weird, maybe like laser guns that look specifically close to a Tommy gun, but it's not a Tommy gun; it's a laser gun, and that's acceptable because that's how ratings boards work. Yeah, it's silly, isn't it? It's, but it's like we had a really good, we had a really good nineties cartoon. Voiced by Kevin Conroy, rest in peace. Yeah, died recently, and we've had mm-hmm. a lot of like other animated series since, um, and we can maybe jump into them in a second. But just on the movies, obviously, we had the huge um, Christopher Nolan trilogy, yeah, uh, which merits its own fucking eight part podcast on each of I, those films. I mean, to be fair, for, for the for the time. Fantastic trilogy. Well, maybe not the last one, but the first two, absolutely brilliant. I think movies. that like though those movies are definitely in that vein of like that's what cemented the the superhero kind of like uh, inundation Appeal. we've got now. Mm, like yep. the fact like that made that made superhero movies cool in a way that even like the X Men or yeah. Iron Man kind of like you know came in the wake of. Um, and we had them, and then obviously we had Batfleck. That's mm. my favorite. My favorite. Um, like name for Batman. Uh, mm-hmm. who I actually quite liked Ben Affleck as Batman. Uh, as Pat Fleck. Robert Patterson. <laughs> yeah, Pat Nailed Fleck. it. <laughs> uh, R-Pats. R-Pats. Bat-Pats. <laughs> Pats. Um, but uh, I liked Ben Affleck, uh, but the studio Same. did him dirty, basically. Seems to be mm-hmm. the... Like, with basically... How can DC not make a good movie? Like, literally, have you seen the uh, Birds of Prey, the Harley Quinn movie? No, and I haven't watched that because I watched Suicide Squad. I was like, this is garbage. And then that came out, and I'm like, no, I choose life. I choose life. It's actually pretty good. It's actually pretty good. If we're talking about DC stuff. And also the new new Suicide Squad, which I've seen that. Decent. Decent. That's decent. Like, They've got those, and those are like, especially the Harley Quinn movie, is a Batman-like property. Mm. <laughs> you know, how can yep. you fuck up the, Harley the Quinn parent movie? Came, Harley Quinn came from the 90s uh, cartoon series. Before that, yeah. there was no Harley Quinn. And then she was cemented into the series. Speaking of Harley Quinn, I've mentioned to you before, like, off-podcast, but there's an, a brilliant, like, another animated series, but it's for, it's for adults, and it's called Harley Quinn. Um, but it features Batman, in it and it, like it's got some amazing sort of like turns on the character. Like Jim Gordon's like a, just a depressing buffoon of a drunk, but you know, and it's it's a bit sad, but it's also funny. But like it's it's such an entertaining sort of watch. And Batman features in a couple of episodes, but he's by no means like central to the whole thing. But again, it's great having a series like that where you can just watch it and just be in the sort of the Batman universe and see what's going on. Fantastic. Yeah, film. I do. I do want to watch that. It's basically just not. I'd have to pay for it. I think. Channel Four. Um, You'd have to pay for it by watching ads. Keep, yeah, yeah. You keep saying this, and then I keep looking, and it's never there. Like this is this I, is I not the first this. time we've done this. For some reason, Ross, the first time you mentioned it, I was like, "Oh yeah, great, it's on Channel Four. And then it wasn't. It must have gone off. Like the, you know, well, season one's gone now, so that might have been why. Yeah, you'll have to, you'll yeah. have to find it. Elsewhere. Maybe I'll invest in it because it's supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, what I'm awesome. trying to get at here is like. 
Batman franchise. <laughs> this movie that playing. we watched that, that, that the point of this episode is on. It's kind of like the Spider-Man movies where every five years a studio thinks, well, we'll just, we'll just reboot it. And it's like, no, it's fine. So this was initially yeah. supposed to be a, a Ben Affleck movie. Oh. Because we never got the Ben Affleck Batman movie. Obviously, we had Batman versus Superman and we had Batman in the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a, maybe a cameo in Aquaman or something. Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't yeah. seen that movie. That's squad. Yeah, but like we never got we never got the the Ben Affleck Batman movie, which he was no, supposed to direct and star in. Oh. Um, but obviously, after the horrible box office performance of like all the DC movies, <laughs> basically, it's when they, when they tried to do the MCU. Yeah, the DCEU. DC, yeah. DC, um, DC and DC. DC. Just the DC, DCU, I think. DCU, I believe, is the is the term. DC Universe. Yeah, sure. Anyway, that's not important. That's but not, like, it's really not. I think that general, generally, like the idea was that they, this would be the, the 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 Ben Affleck, not necessarily an origin movie, like this kind of is, but this would be the Ben Affleck Batman movie, where we have Ben Affleck in Gotham doing a Batman doing a Batman plotline. Whereas in like yeah. all those in the Superman Batman versus Superman movie, that that's kind of a Superman movie, you know. In just Justice League is kind of a Superman movie. Um, just in terms of the fact that we're fighting fucking magical aliens as opposed to like beating <laughs> gangsters up, uh, yes. it's a core difference. But for some reason, DC took the lesson from all of these flops. Like what DC films have done well: Wonder Woman, which is bright, fun, exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, under two hours, I think. Like, they thought that one did well, but 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 what if we do another three hour dark, slow, um, overwrought movie? Because it hasn't worked the first five times we've done it, but I think <laughs> I think the sixth time is the charm. Literally, must be the conversation they're having. See, the thing is, so like, let's get into. Let me list some of the things they did right, and we we can delve deeper, as I mentioned them, if you like. So. First of all, um, the first sort of like proper portrayal of a Riddler in a movie since Jim Carrey, and he is, you know, he's, you know, he's not all there, and but he is absolutely a threat. He's missing his green tuxedo, but you can get over that. But a real threat. So the guy who play, played him and that character, Tick, liked that. Cool, and it was a cool origin story, like sort of thing for Riddler. Cool to see, Catwoman. One of the best portrayals of Catwoman in a movie I've ever seen. She's, you know, obviously like attractive, but she's also like she kicks so much ass. Like she is knocking guys out. She's brilliant, and the character and everything, fantastic. I'm the, the bat suit is kind of cool. No, and and I will say some or not many, maybe one or two of the fight scenes was great, but I wanted more of that. Like that that scene. Where Batman is finally unveiled, and there's a cool thing where there's crimes being committed all over, and the guy, like one of the ones, he's like he's, spray, he's spraying sort of graffiti, and he drops the can, and it rolls towards this like shadowed corner, and he's too afraid to go get it. That's cool. That's awesome. And then you finally see Batman emerge from the shadow. Who are you? And he goes, "I'm vengeance." Okay, I'll, I'll live with it. I know you had a problem with that line. I'm not too bad with it. And then he proceeds to knock seven shades of shit out of the guy. Love that. Like smacked him in the face about three times and then I don't know if you noticed but he basically like grabbed his arm and like broke his arm 
and then yeah. threw him to the ground. And then said, this is what I wanted. Do you know what I mean? Where Batman, it's it, because you see as well when he's doing his oh, his monologue. I'll get to the monologue in a second, but you see his monologue, and he's basically he's he's a more he's he's Batman early in his journey. You know where he's just angry at everything before he lear- begins to learn compassion. You know in his work, sort of thing before he softens a little bit, essentially, and he's vicious. But you don't see that as much anymore. I want him going nuts on criminals, like just beating the ever-loving crap out of them. <laughs> um, and there's not enough of that. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's, there's these choreographed fight scenes like you have it in Penguin's Club, and it's like, oh, okay. Ultimately, um, Ross, the problem is it, it's that... Because I agree that some of the fight scenes are really cool. They're really well shot. I like, I like mm. him stepping out of the shadows. I like kind of the... Because the the Nolan movies try to do this as well. Like I like the Batman's scary. Like that's the whole yes, thing that, yes, like, yeah. You know the Burton movies, psychological. And all of the other movies, yeah. like they kind of underplay the fact that that the these criminals are terrified of 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 the of Batman mm. because mm. he's going to beat the living shit out of you. You won't see him coming. You won't see he's him. He's unnatural. He's unnatural. Yeah, exactly. He's this supernatural like horror. That's mm. in fact actually like in the comics and in Batman lore. Uh, it sounds a silly word to say, but like. That's kind of the more important aspect of Batman, rather than that they the fear him. Because yeah. there's it's the a... line, there's the line because criminals are a superstitious lot, and that's what he yeah. preys he preys upon their superstitions. Yeah, and I think the movie touches on that really well, and we we get some mm. of that. But for me, um, the way where it loses loses it is too much of this movie is Batman standing around watching things happen. Yeah. Like, yeah, and we watched the Da Vinci Code last week, so we've had enough of that. I know, and this movie has so much in common with that movie because it's like it's Batman going from place yeah. to place. Would we have been kinder to it if we hadn't watched yeah. just watched the Da Vinci Code? But it's we're, we're kind of unraveling a mystery, and Batman's mm. kind of doing investigative stuff. But which all very again is a level. really is it's a really fresh sort of take that as well because he's the world's greatest detective. It's good to see him like solving crimes can i interrupt your point here because i had i had a train of thought here there's 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 two things i'm going to say one this movie is trying to be it feels like it's trying to be a trilogy in one movie what i mean by that is you have the emergence of a new villain riddler and essentially once you deal with riddler then you also have like the city and and that's like you know batman begins then you also have like the the stakes where the city's going to be destroyed and that's like in the Nolan trilogy, the third one, where Gotham's going to be blown up. And then you have the sort of second one then as well. There's loads of these minions running about, sort of like doing the Riddler's bidding. And that's like the second one with Joker, because he got people that sort of rallied to his cause. Yeah, yeah. And the movie, like, like you rightfully pointed out, Dave, and I can only apologize, the movie is two hours 40. And it feels like they're trying to put a trilogy into one movie. And yet you don't like, like people want to, you want to savor this. You don't want to fucking, it's not an all-you-can-eat buffet. You want to savor every bite. Make it, make it a three-course meal. Don't make it a fucking like nine course meal, all you can eat buffet. I just I want to savor everything. And then the second point, in, in line with that, what I was gonna say is this I think would have been much better as like a uh, a short series, like a six episode series, each an hour long. And you know the way, like, you know, well, well hear me out, because you know the way, like at, at the beginning of the monologue, by the way, I haven't forgot about the monologue, I'm gonna come back to that. And it's basically like, you know, Project Gotham, year two, or whatever. That's what I would love to see because there's an animated movie called Batman Year One, and it shows how like Batman begins, how, how he, how his relationship develops with Jim Gordon, how he begins to like get criminals to fear him, because there's what there's this cool scene when he begins to decide to go out to fight crime. He doesn't have a bat suit or anything; he just puts on like makeup and all, and, like and, and a fake scar and all. So obviously he's not recognised, 
and he gets the shit knocked out of him. Then he's like, that's when he gets the realization, oh, he needs to be something they fear. Anyway, this would have been, I think, would have been much cooler to have like six, six episodes, each an hour long. And like, it's each sort of like maybe, an, you know, like 24, you know what I mean? It's each like yeah. a year in Batman's journey. And because then, then you have the stakes rising each time. So like, you know, year one, it's the Riddler, you know, he's taking him on year two. Then you have, you know, things, maybe you get Joker into whatever year three, year four, year five, year six. And that's when Batman's coming to the end of his journey. That's what I think, anyway. It's it, it, what, but the point, the, the main thing is, it feels like this movie is trying to be three movies in one, and it just yeah, it, feels, it definitely does, Ross. It draws uh, on you. What I want to do uh, to sort of like focus our discussion a bit. Go for it. I love all of this, but let's save let's save the fixes. Let's save the oh fair all of that. Yeah. Let's save that for like our final like fucking okay. taking a dump on this movie. Let's like fix it. <laughs> yeah, I do want to talk through this movie. And try and maybe like discuss with you. You know how we usually do, like maybe try and understand the plot of this movie and what's happening, and mm. maybe we can discuss as we're going through that things that we could have dropped, things that we could have done more of, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I will say, actually, Ross, I really don't agree about the six episode series thing. But the, I it's, we were it's a really that simple. To the end. <laughs> it's a really simple reason, though, and it's literally mm. because like I like movies. Like it's nice to have yeah. a movie. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. that long Fair. form. You can tell a really cool story about. You know, like you said, probably two thirds, maybe half of this movie, like, would make a really, really good, concise, interesting story. But there's just too much in it. The, this movie reason, isn't two hours yeah. forty minutes, Ross. This is two hours and fifty six minutes long. I apologize. This is but, four but minutes the, the, short of three hours for some, reason, somehow. The reason I suggest it as a series, as opposed to because, yeah, we both like our movies, but. It's because of the content, and it's content you just want to keep absorbing. So spread that out, and because there's so many stories of Batman that you can tell with an overarching, uh, you know, connected theme or connected storyline that you could easily take your time. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Because they tried doing it with like that series Gotham, and I was like, I, I never watched it. I didn't hear great things. It was. Uh, it started out okay, like it was basically mm. a Batman procedural, but it was. For various reasons, they did it pre-Batman, so it's like yeah. um, Jim Gordon basically like busting, you know, criminals that would go on to become Batman villains, and yeah. that's like that's interesting and bits of it are interesting, but some of the castings, ugh. and like mm. obviously it gets really wacky when they keep getting renewed for season after season after season. They've kind of yep. run through all their material and they're having to make shit up. Plus, you're on you're on time. You're on a, you're on ticking clock there because the, at some point Batman's got to come along. You can't keep having oh before Batman there was uh, no Batman. Well, Batman's here now, guys. So what are we going to do about that? And anyway, but I'm, yeah, but that, that's why I was saying I, I get we love the movies, but there's been so many movies. Do you know what I mean? We've had the Nolan trilogy. We've had Batfleck. Now we've had Patfleck. We don't need more movies, but we need more of Bat content. Well, what I want, Ross, what I want is for this movie to be good. <laughs> and like the critics, you asked too much. It. You asked too much. I should say the critics loved it, uh, but like I want this. I wanted this movie to be a good, fun two-hour Batman movie that starts this thing where we get a Batman movie every year for the next decade. Mm. You know, that's what I want. I want these like more not disposable, but a bit like the MCU where everyone gets their movie and we're going to do this and we're going to do that, and not all of them are good. Not all of them are consequential. Certainly, not all of them are like you know, like the DC has been trying to do seemingly is build to these big like boring superhero team movies i kind of don't want that i kind of want mm. batman takes on the mob and that that's a movie i'll watch 
Yeah. No supernatural yeah. villains. No one's starting to blow up the city. No one's leaking tear gas. It's just Batman taking down corrupt cops for but ninety I don't, minutes. I, I, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but that's why I'm saying like that's why I think the series thing could work. You know, year one, year two, whatever. Because uh, because you just it, it can be isolated to okay in this particular thing he's taken on the case of you know hush or you know all these like sort of amazing but lesser known criminals that are yeah. uh, an incredible story and like you say like corrupt cops and the mob like in this movie you have Maroni you have Carmine Falcone real villains from the DC universe but it's just it, it, it could be any movie where it's like you know insert mob criminal name here do you know yeah. It's well, also like maybe just invent some stuff. Like, I know we've got all this Batman mm. stuff from the comic books, and all the movies kind of lean on that to an extent. Um, I think the Nolan movie is probably the least in terms of like they, they're inspired by and they kind of take it and make it more mm. that super realistic thing, which this movie does do as well. Um, which I liked. Like, there's not a super load of super like magical stuff, there's a few bits which we'll, which we'll touch on, but let's <laughs> maybe start talking about this movie, Ross. From from the start to finish, let's try and be get as coherent as possible, and let's try and sort of like unravel the plot of this this movie because it is long, it's needlessly long, um, and it's really easy to like get to the two hour mark and think, "Holy fucking god, I've oh, got another hour of this movie left." We're not done um, yet. Yeah, yeah. Because in contrast, I thought that with you know when I was watching um, the second in the in the uh, Nolan trilogy. But not in a bad way. I was like, oh, okay, Joker's caught. That's it. End of movie now. That was a bit short. I was like, oh, oh, he got out. Oh, there's still more. And loving it. You know what I mean? I was, well, that's I was an example, Ross, of a really well-paced movie that's kind of like um, well-rationed as well. Like the action in that mm. movie is like often enough that you're in keep, keep, keep being engaged, yeah. but like sparse enough that it's not like this movie where that car chase that went on for 45 minutes, you know, <laughs> like... Do you know what I mean? And it, that's yeah. where you kind of like maybe we need a better director, maybe we need some or just a producer or an edit, like someone to say like the car chase is fun, but you can't fucking see any of it because it's so poorly lit. Which is fine, it's Batman, but like, so you're just looking away from the TV because you're bored because there's nothing for you to watch and enjoy. And like maybe you just need somebody to come in and say, ah, maybe let's maybe let's cut ten minutes out of that, and then yeah. you know the movie's only I two mean- hours and forty six minutes long. I mean, if we're cutting content, we could have easily cut that scene where the penguin is teaching Batman and Jim Gordon Spanish. Like yeah. El Raton. It's La Raton. Ha ha ha. Guys, we don't well, need this. This what is... I would have liked that I kind of liked the mystery stuff. Like the um yes, it yes. would be nice to have Batman doing some of this detective work. Anyway, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's do it. So uh, the movie opens and we get some cool Batman fights. The first sort of plot beat is the is it the mayor who's murdered? I feel... I feel like we need to address the monologue at the start. Um, very grim and sad, and oh, this is very sad. I don't know about you. Have you ever seen The Watchmen? Uh, the movie. Yeah. 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 Reminded me of that. You know, where Rorschach, Rorsch, yeah, yeah. Rorschach's journal. The city is a bleeding whore that needs my help, but I don't help whores. The city is a whore. <laughs> like no, that that, that may as well. That might actually be the line. Direct um, quote from Batman. That's Blake, Blake Snyder as well, isn't it? Uh, the, yeah, the director yeah. of Justice League. Um, but like, yeah, I like, and you can kind of forgive that. And that, let's talk about Robert Pattinson just for a second. I know I said we'll talk about the movie, but like, <laughs> contentious casting for Batman. Yes. Famous pretty boy um, vampire uh, emo, Sparkly, basically. Yeah. Sparkly, sparkle, sparkle. 
mm-hmm. like a bit of contentious casting. I think he's all right in this. Um, I think perhaps the hair's a little long. He looks it, a bit like Tobey Maguire in that third Spider-Man movie. Oh wow! You know, yes. He's an emo. Yes, he looks kind of like that, and I'm like, oh, this is. Ugh. And we're not we're not disparaging that lifestyle. Just saying, we never really pictured Batman as emo. But no one's yeah. anymore, Ross. It's, we've moved on from that. I'm glad you're confident of that. But God, I, I, do, do you know what it felt like? And I, like I said this to you before, <clears throat> um, it felt like South Park that that the emo characters because there's one kid who has the fringe over his eye, and like every so often he like flick the head to get yeah. the hair out of his eyes, and like like he's a billionaire playboy. Like I get. You know, we're trying to do a fresh take, but no one's going, God, he's got the world in the palm of his hand, doesn't he? You know, and, that, and that's yeah. what he wants to portray. And it's just, well, it's all just a bit like, like, oh, God, my life's so rubbish. <laughs> oh, I'm in love with this girl, but she doesn't yeah. know I exist. Like, and it, there's, you know what? Actually, there's not loads of that in this movie. There isn't loads and loads of Batman feeling really sorry for himself in a really um, adolescent way. There's mm. some. And I think that it's, but like they stand out because they're not, you know, Batman isn't like that. Robert Pattinson isn't like that throughout the movie, even when he's Bruce Wayne. But there's just, there's a scene in the rain where he's taking the mask off and he's got the mascaras leaking everywhere. Yeah. And and it's like, it's a bit much in the Nirvana Mm. song, which we played over the intro. And it's like, I remember. Yeah, I get it, Batman. I get that you're sad because your parents are dead and that's very hard. We were watching this last night, and you're like, oh, God. <laughs> you were, like, texting. Again, I don't know how you're putting out so many messages, but you were texting again, and I was like, oh, God. It's like, fucking hell, what is this, like, whingy, emo Batman? And then you also said, God, you know, I'm I'm, I'm expecting, like, the the where and where emo sound to come in any minute. And I just said, wait for it. <laughs> and, later, yeah. Something in the way. Oh, oh yeah, we, we've, we've got, a got a little... Got a little it's it's phenomenal. Um, so obviously Batman's really really sad, and he's sort of strolling around town feeling. The city sad. is a bleeding whore, crying out for justice, but I don't help whores. I'm yeah. Batman, or something, <laughs> or something. <laughs> uh, we're gonna keep coming back to that throughout the episode. Uh, but like, so you have all that, and then and then the first movement of the movie uh, is that. Uh, we have a bit of mystery. We have. Uh, mm. Do we see the Riddler at this point? No, we're we're In seeing him kissing the joint. We we see him when he kills. Um, the, That's what I'm talking about. That's kind of the first point in the movie where we're doing yeah. something. Yeah, is when is it the mayor who gets dies first? Or a DA, or not a DA, but no, yeah, the DA. Like, oh, no, it's a mayoral candidate. He's he's. Ah. I think he's running for re-election. Yeah. Um. So he kills the mayor, and he like duct tapes his face up. It's a weird scene, and he's kind of like. Uh, He's got this like rubber. The only way I can describe it is gimp mask on. It was like, like a I can't think of... mask. No, no, no. The, what the mask he's wearing? Yeah, it's like anyway. a red. It's like a green anorak mask, isn't it? But it's like got this weird bit over his nose and it's got a odd nice eye hole sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like a. It's a custom job, you know that that doesn't serve any like environmental <laughs> yeah. purpose. The only thing that's missing is a little red ball. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, go on. But I didn't mind. I didn't mind the costume for the Riddler. Like I thought it was no. all right in that. In that Christopher Nolan vein of like, let's make these cartoonish villains, you know, a little bit less cartoonish and a little bit like if you had a psychotic serial killer who, you know, has a this, you know, like a, you know, like a serial killer has this perverted idea. They make up their identity. Yeah. 
exactly what would they look like what would how would they dress what would they be able to get hold of and it's certainly not like a load of lycra with with their, their mum stitched a load of question marks on like jim carrey with, the, yeah, with glitter on their eye of, of a question exactly mark. and it's it's probably something like this that's like essentially like a, a an anorak that uh like a raincoat that has been you know basically made into this hood uh, mm. a bit like the sandman in that that battle begins movie like again you know Making it a bit more realistic and a bit more basic and a little bit more like, and that's a good, that's a production design thing. But Sandman? I really like. Do you mean Scarecrow? Uh, Scarecrow. I do mean the Scarecrow. Uh, the Sandman is a Spider-Man. You're villain. still on. You're still on that Tobey Maguire from Spider-Man Three. I kick. know. Oh, it's, it haunts me that movie. We we must do it for the podcast. Um, but like, do you know what I mean? It, it's kind of that brings into that realism of like not realism, but you know, again, it just seems it's, it's more grounded. Yeah, and it's so... You talked about the violence and how, like... I kind of like that about Batman and the Batman movies mm. when they're like... Yeah, Batman isn't, like, doing the Capow and the Adam West thing. He is, like, fucking breaking noses, and it's it's brutal. It's um, unleashing kind of, that, that, that pent-up anger. His parents have been murdered, and he's pretty pissed about it. And it's and again, he finally Batman's, has an avenue to let loose. Batman's got to be scary. Like I said, this is year two of Batman. But we mm. see this, um, this mayoral candidate get murdered, like... Pretty horrifically with a candlestick. Um, no, it's not a candlestick. Well, what? whatever it is, no, it, or a wrench, or he hits him with something like a big metal thing. Yeah, yeah, it's in a the, carpenter's in the tool, flat. you know, for digging up carpet. If you say that was so. a whole pivotal thing near the end of the movie. <laughs> Did we lose you then, Dave? It, two hours and fifty-six minutes, possibly. Um, so he kills this guy, and then he like duct tapes over his face and writes stuff. And yeah. then we get, um, and, and I kind of could kind of do without this. We get Gordon being like, hey, hey, all you cops, step aside, it's Batman. And I'm like, yeah. I didn't love I didn't love how Batman was a consultant for the um, GCPD in this movie. I, I didn't he hate it. He almost has although, a fucking badge. I, yeah, I didn't hate it, although it was pretty jarring, especially when you think in contrast to when you compare it to the Nolan trilogy, where basically it's all very done under hush hush closed door you know that maybe it's one or two cops that like okay it's batman let him in but like this you've got the whole fucking precinct down there oh hey batman we're doing a coffee run you want anything <laughs> hey batman jim's retiring on friday you're coming to the party <laughs> by the you way batman you, have, you haven't chipped in <laughs> for the cake hey batman i don't mean to be this guy uh but everyone's chipping in for like yeah. tony's retirement gift do you want to like gold yeah. watch you know like to- tommy's a bleeding whore crying oh okay batman all right whatever whatever <laughs> But yeah, I could have maybe done with like that Nolan thing, and we're going to keep referring to those Nolan movies because I think they yeah, kind of, of set course. the gold standard for for Batman in the real world. Mm. So, real world. Um, I would have liked Batman sneaking into the apartment to like gather more evidence that the cops have missed because he is the world's greatest detective. Yeah. Um, in this movie, he's okay and he's doing like investigative work, but most of his investigative work is like is like the most byrote GTA game where it's like. Go to location B and talk to the bad guy. <laughs> oh, he's given us another clue. Go to location C and fucking search did, the safe. And it's it did feel like the Batman Arkham series, didn't it? Where it's like it's press L one to enter detective mode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a blood smear that a trained forensics that, expert not even missed. Clues the police haven't. He's just solving the riddles. Just, well, he did remember there was that blood spatter, and they were like, "Yeah," because you have that forensic photographer, and she's like, "Looks at what Batman's like." And I'm like oh. And then takes pictures like, how did I miss that? Yeah, there were touches. Yeah, um, and then you have the again, and I could maybe have done with like 
Gordon handing him a file and then him going to the crime scene, I think would have been maybe yeah. been a bit more Batman. Mm. Um, so we get the scene and we have the card and it's like, it's personal. It's about Batman. It's about Batman. Uh, what happens next, Ross? Um, well, well he, he solves the riddle in one, <laughs> does it? No. After then, you know, and, the, and the, like I so, said, the commissioner then comes in, basically like, "Oh, get get him the hell out of here!" Referring to Batman, and there was a good, like a good scene you could have done without it again because everyone knows Batman's parents died, where he basically, the, it was the son who discovered the mayor's body, and you have Batman sort of having this like solemn moment, looking at the yeah. kid again for trying to squeeze down that runtime. You could have got rid of that, you know, like I, yeah, it's poignant but not necessarily needed. Everyone um, knows Batman's backstory, which I'm kind of glad yeah, that exactly. this isn't like a. They do get points for not doing because, it, yeah, because we've had that so many times. Yeah, exactly. origin movies on it. Every superhero who's had one, like yeah. like the Spider-Man thing, we've we've seen that a billion times. But then after, then you get you get uh, the crying emo song. You know, Batman riding his bike home, going to the Batcave, which I loved. You said it was like Batman's Batcave gets. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sad on my motorbike. I'm gonna go to my bad cave. I'm Batman. <laughs> oh. um, yeah. So, like you said, the bat cave expands by a thousand feet every single time you make one of these movies. Um, it's like an aircraft hangar uh, under Wayne Mansion, and we have. It's cool. It's cool enough the Batcave. Like you've got the the bank of computers, and he's he's doing mm. stuff, and he's having technology, and he's figuring stuff out. Alfred's fine. Uh, it's Andy Serkis who played Gollum in the Lord of the Rings movies. Bizarrely, um, he played a villain in the MCU as well. He was like the uh, arms dealer, uh, and he was in like a Black uh, Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't really see good. him too often as like a uh, you know an in, in a human person character who does a lot of mocap. Uh, mm. Anyway. So you have a bit of Batman's home life, and there's a confusing line where Alfred basically says to him that he needs to meet with the, the board. Um, yeah. Basically, or you could lose everything, but they kind of don't really chase that up with, like... <laughs> That's that. <laughs> it would be nice if they made it clear that Batman wasn't as rich as, as you know, if he was only a millionaire. Like, mm. because at the core of this movie, the problem is that, like, Batman, Bruce Wayne is a billionaire. Like he could go out and fucking solve so many of these problems with money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought we were going to save that for later. Um, that was going to be. A big I just one. wanted to touch on it because no, no, of important. course. But again, but what I was going to say as well is like this again was like one of the sort of arguments for you know making this a series because in in the animated movie Batman Year One. Bruce Wayne is a lot more sort of like flagrant and you know dis- disregarding his sort of like his public persona, you know, it, you know, to pursue being Batman, and that begins damage. But then you know, there's this sort of like arc where he realizes that he needs to keep up pretenses because you know his family's legacy is important. He's doing it for, or rather, his parents' legacy is important, and he's doing it for his parents. And again, you could have that because, like you said, in that scene is like, oh, you've got to have a chat with the board, and there's a little nugget there. And then, like I said. This movie tries to do so many things, but just touching on them, and that's it. And then you never hear of it again. You could solve it. You could solve it. And I just want to talk about this briefly, and we'll have a big billionaire hate vest in a minute. In <sighs> but like, you can solve that by having a scene at the end of the movie where, because Batman doesn't really have an arc in this movie. We'll get into that again more. But mm. like, the arc could be at the end of the movie, he realizes that he needs to do both. That mm. he needs to continue the philanthropy of his father. 
and that he needs to be Bruce Wayne. He needs to put on the mask of Bruce Wayne, which is a great thing in Batman. He needs to yes. put on the Bruce Wayne mask and he needs to go out and and you know help the city as Bruce Wayne as well as being Batman. Like mm-hmm. that the city needs both. And that could be like a nice conclusion as to why he doesn't go with Catwoman and 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 all of yeah. that. Even, even, even the telltale game, Batman game, like played on that point, you know, basically where there are some things, yeah, you need Batman for, but there are some things Batman can't do. And that's why you need Bruce Wayne, you know, yeah. and, and like they did, they delivered it perfectly. And again, like I said, touched on it, never came back to it, which is baffling in a two hour, 56 minute movie. Mm. Like you've got time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, you, you had a point about hitting on billionaires, I believe. We'll get, we will get to that. Next in the movie, though, we have the, the the second death takes place quite quickly after the first one, doesn't it? And is that the police commissioner who gets it? Yes, it's the police commissioner, and like some of these deaths are pretty gruesome. Again, it's cool. Like it kind of shows you that this guy's like, and I think they intentionally made him look like Jeffrey Dahmer when we meet him later. Yes, but they're yeah. really going for that. Like this guy eats people's brains for fucking like a you know a Tuesday afternoon fun. Sort of it's thing. the unassuming, like if if you didn't know he was der- a deranged killer, you wouldn't look twice. So he he he'd look at home or he'd look at in place, you know, at a Dungeons and Dragons, uh, you know, game. <laughs> but and then, but once you see him in the context of a dangerous psychopath, like holy shit, those eyes be dead. Yeah. Um. So we have the second murder, and again, there's more clues, and you kind of get more of the the realization, like when um. Gordon's files get the, all the photos get sent to the police because mm. uh, they find the thumb drive which is <laughs> attached to a thumb. Love that bit. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why it was just like oh, perfect. Oh, it's because you're a fucking psychopath, Dave. That's why. <laughs> maybe, maybe you're watching true but crime. And you're going this is, nice. This is when we get the reveal of kind of like what the Riddle is trying to do, and I think we know he's called the Riddler at this point as well. Uh, but we get the idea that he's trying to like because he mentions about. Um, Maroni, is it Maroni, the 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 old gangster who used to run the city? Yeah, Maroni. Yeah, Maroni. Maroni. And we learn about him going to prison and Falcone's taking it over. And basically, the riddle is trying to get Batman to kind of like solve this mystery to out all of these corrupt people. We don't find out later that mm. that's what he's trying to do, but we get the idea that the riddle is like a he's a crusader. He's not just a a random it's... murderer. He's not killing these people just to kill them. He's killing these people to send a message. And in his mind, again, like this is a great way to to write a villain. It's kind of have like obviously serial killers are all deranged, but they all believe the things that they are mm. doing. You know, everyone believes they're the hero of their own story. And by having the Riddler like paint himself as this like mass crusader, crusader not yeah. unlike Batman, like we're, we're not so different, you and I. <laughs> exactly by having that. It kind of like it's more engaging than oh well I'm just a murderer and I want to be caught you know you know which we see all the time. Mm-hmm. You can't catch me, uh, mustache twirl. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and and that's when we come across them. We come across Catwoman for the first time, who is Selena like sort of, Selena Kyle, who's like working as a waitress for Penguin. Which I, let's take a moment here. Excellent, excellent portrayal of Penguin by Colin Farrell. I had no idea this was Colin Farrell. I, watched I the movie, knew in advance. I looked at the and cast I was like, and I was like, is it? Colin Farrell was in this. Is it Colin Farrell? Who did he yeah. play? Yeah, it's like 
it's insane. I love sort of proper gangster penguin as opposed to meh, 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 British I'm, I'm evil penguin. Um, lo- loved him as like this proper gangster. Um, and again, just goes for my argument again. This could be great as a as a you know isolated thing. Okay, now the penguin is the focus of this. He's he's corrupting officials, etc. He's got his casino, movie, the Iceberg Lounge. This movie nails the bad guys like. They're, yes. they're interesting. They're engaging. Yeah. I want that's, to know more that's a about fair Penguin. Assessment. I want mm. to know more about Falcone. I want to know more about the Riddler. Less so about Batman. I think they do a less good job about making Batman interesting. But like mm. the way that they've written the bad guys is really, really good. And the scene in the nightclub, like where we meet Penguin, um, pretty much any time Falcone's on screen, I think that performance is maybe the best one in the movie. Like, I'm really interested and I'm really engaged in what's going on uh, zoe kravitz plays um catwoman in this and it's a really cool understated performance where yeah um you remember michelle pfeiffer in the uh in, ba- in batman batman returns of course uh of course your teenage libido remembers it <laughs> that's for sure um but like that's the cartoonish catwoman and in the nolan movie that's the had, villain yeah we had oh, what's her name? Oh, so something hitch. Um, it's on the tip of my tongue. Let's not drag this out. You Google it while I talk. Um, yeah, and she's kind of like the opposite of that spectrum. So you've got crazy, weird, like really, really sexual, like fucking licking milk up from the street, um, Michelle <laughs> Pfeiffer, and then you've got really straight laced Catwoman for some reason. Anne Anne Hathaway. Hathaway. Fuck. Um, but that's like the really straight laced, kind of a bit boring, like spy mm. cat woman who's a cat burglar, isn't particularly evil or like, you know, that's something they don't manage in those yeah. movies. It's interesting. Whereas Zoe Kravitz, I think, is doing a really good performance generally. Uh, I think she has the best arc in the movie of like, mm. she is doing her own thing. She is not stealing, she is stealing, but that's like incidental. Yeah. She's trying to find out or get to the guy who killed her mum. You know, and that's her her personal story that Batman could not give two shits about. And there's 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 an yeah exactly he could not give two fucks. He at the start she's a means to an end, and then he begins yeah. to care for her. What I love exactly. as well about this, the Selena Kyle character is it it's revealed that uh, she's Carmine Falcone's daughter, and I love that they do it just as a throwaway because in the comics there's a story where basically. She, Selena Kyle is the daughter of one of the sort of mob bosses in Gotham, and then she uses that basically to solidify power, and then she becomes the de facto crime yeah. lord of Gotham, which, again, excellent. And that leaves the door open for it. Well, she's the other side of the coin to Batman, where mm. Batman is willing to use violence to a point to like achieve good and to help the city, and she's kind of like willing to use violence to achieve her own personal goals. And we see this and one honestly one of my all my favorite scenes in this movie can either have Falcone or um Zoe Kravitz in them. Uh and it's the scene on top of the building with the bat signal where she's got that corrupt cop and Batman's like, no 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 don't kill him. Like you know, don't because you'll regret it. And she's like I can't I can't remember the line she says, but um oh no sorry, you'll regret it your whole life. Oh no, your life will be over if you kill this man. And she's like, Well, I've got eight more. And she kicks him <laughs> off the building. And Boom. I was like, and that that movie, and Batman saves him, which I thought was a bit of a cop out, but like that, well, that uh, move and um, the speech. It, 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 it tracks. 
Nah, let this guy fucking drop to the ground. Batman can try That's and save him. That's not what Batman does, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, true, true. But it, it's a great character moment for Selina Kyle where you're like, yeah, she doesn't see anything wrong with killing somebody. Mm. Like, And that's kind of like the core of the Catwoman thing and why Catwoman and Batman have such a good back and forth and why they can never, you know, they can never end up together because yeah. there's this core, like, um, misunderstanding. Where, there's mm-hmm. this core disconnect where she'll fucking murder a guy if she thinks that's what she needs to do, whereas Batman would never do that. Like which we see in other films when he, when he could kill the Joker and he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like Batman, that's that's one of his core ideals is he doesn't kill people. Yeah, you know. Exactly. Whereas Catwoman's like this guy deserves to be dead. He'll be better off dead. I'll be better off if he's dead. So I'm going to kill him. <laughs> I'm we see a bit of that later on, but it's yeah. again there was loads in this movie I really like. Yeah, <laughs> that's just that, that's, that's I don't thing. like. But um, and and then we get to the point then where he comes across. I think it's the it's the it's the third victim then, isn't it? Where it's the DA, and this is after Batman uses Selina Kyle as a sort of like yeah, we a, get the cool like um, human drone. Batman spent, Batman yeah, spent five billion dollars uh, developing on this a contact lens camera, contact yeah. lens camera. Um, yeah, with so... space alien technology, presumably uh, he could have rebuilt <laughs> Gotham for um, that money, uh, but he's. And that's a cool scene, and again, like building up their relationship, and we meet the DA, and then mm. Bruce Wayne goes to the memorial or the funeral, the memorial service for the police commissioner, I think, yes. or the mayor or candidate. Yeah, but and the DA basically see... smashes a car through the cathedral. He's got a phone strapped to his hand and a bomb strapped around his neck, which is horrendous. Um. <laughs> And basically, then the call starts ringing, and it's it's for Batman again. So uh, Batman then shows up, and you know, then you and have the police the like, of... Batman's got this again. Oh. I could maybe do with just let's have the police be like, no, fuck this vigilante cunt. Yes, yeah, like yeah. we're the police. This is our job. They're very e- like eager to go. Oh, thank God, Batman's here. <laughs> thank God he showed up. Well, they're not quite like thank because they don't trust him to do anything. You see, when they try and arrest him later. But yeah. like at the same time, they're quite happy for him to just come in and, you know, um, destroy a crime scene, or he's come into the station, Batman, and read all of our evidence and access <laughs> our archives. Like we're happy for you to do that. He's got like a fucking visitors badge almost. Yeah. But then at the same time, they don't like him. That's it's a very badly done thing in this movie. Yeah. Um, the, scene, so I, the scene with the DA, very cool. Good standoff. Absolutely. Um, and then there's a series of riddles, and then you know the sort of DA being coaxed into answering these questions and incriminate himself. It sort of revealed that he was protecting people. The sort of the Sal Maroni crime bust isn't all that it seems. And then he blows up. And I, th- I think we need to reel through some of these scenes, Dave. Otherwise, we'll be here like for two hours and fifty six no, minutes. No, we'll get there, Ross, because like there aren't that many more plot movements. Is what I'm trying to hit on. Is like. A lot of this movie is 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 a forty minute scene that doesn't need to take place. So after we have the DA blow up, really cool scene, mm-hmm. well shot. We can see what's happening. Um, there's a weird thing where the police pick up Batman, put him on a gurney, drive him <laughs> to the police station. No one thinks to take his mask off. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and I think that's just bad. Like bad editing or bad directing and and we have batman breaks with the cops basically where he has to punch jim gordon in the face and they don't trust him and and again we're seeing more of the corruption come out aren't we 
Mm, yeah. Um, but but I, there was a great sort of moment there because it, it was sort of like they were already too well prepared to go, okay, we're going to have to have pretend to have this bust up now. And basically, and then Batman proceeds to crack him across the jaw and then he legs it out of the station. But it seems like this has been this has been bubbling for some time when they knew it was going to come to this. And again, like you say, it's 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 a comment on that corruption. How okay, that they ain't gonna like this. But it's also Batman being stupid. Like maybe Batman, you shouldn't be fucking walking into crime scenes with forty cops every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like maybe that's making maybe a bit of stealth. Who does this guy think he is? Whereas yeah. if you were this mysterious figure, like you've got a bit more cachet. They know it's the guy in the, all the fucking. It's like the guy in the leather gimp suit who just comes to all the crime scenes. <laughs> Like it's so bizarre that that it's yeah. accepted that that's a thing. Um, and then w- w- once he escapes and he gets up the stairs and he jumps off the roof and he has this like flight suit, which is pretty cool. But it did he falls highlight... fifteen stories and he's fine. Yeah. Well. Oh no. He has the he has the the the, the gliding suit, doesn't he? He fucking like doesn't slams into in, no. He slams right into a bridge, doesn't he? But it did highlight one thing for me, and that is like in the previous movies there was a function to Batman's cape. And in this one, not really. There's no other I think than maybe going back to like the comic books. So we talked about Batman as a symbol. Like the cape mm. is part of the costume, and the costume is part of the mythos. And like that's all very intentional for Batman as this thing of fear. So that's what the cape is there for, I suppose. True, but it's also like you know because it's about it's all like about functionality as well. I mean, he's if 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 you're gonna go about you know like a cape, why not have claws on your toes and stuff like that? Do you know what I mean? Like, but they got around that in previous movies by having a function for that, and it looked pretty cool as well. But this, yeah. there's no, there was no. I just think the cape is like it makes him look bigger in the dark, like it makes him look enormous, yeah, yeah and scary. Fair. And it's his big silhouette, fair. and I think it like legitimately, it's a big part of why, especially if you go back in the comic books, it's a big part of why Batman is scary. If mm. he fucking looks like any ninja that you might see yeah it's not a scary it's just a guy isn't it but then while he's wearing the cape and the hat and he's got that bat silhouette you're like it's the sum of its parts yeah exactly so it's an important like i said it's an important part of the costume um so i want to touch on the car chase just briefly because i think this happens now yes yeah yeah well him Um, and gordon meet up again at that uh, place where they see the the bat symbol and then they go after penguin yeah with uh, um, Catwoman whistling to Kyle, and what well, she just shows up, this is, yeah. This is where they find the body of her friend, um, who's been killed by Falcone, I believe. Yes, and there's a load of money. And Batman thinks basically this is going to lead into the rat. They're trying to find basically the Riddler's told, told them that there was a rat, there was somebody who a rat sold with out. wings. This was there was somebody who sold out, um, Falcone, uh, somebody who sold out Maroni. Um, and that to like you know cover something bigger up, and we don't quite know what that is yet. But Batman thinks it's this. It's not. This is Penguin doing a fucking bunch of drug dealing or whatever. Um, yeah. So we have a forty-five minute chase with a fairly forgettable Batmobile. I think it would have been fine. Do you think? I thought the Batmobile was pretty cool. I thought it was a pretty like again for a starter Batmobile. It was pretty badass. I thought. I I liked it more than the Tumbler, to be honest. I just think this is a really shit chase scene. Um, I think that the way it's shot is really poor. 
I think it goes on way too long. And it's I mean, kind the of light, like... the lighting could be much, much, much better. I grant you. It's not even I that, know, Ross. I know like, you're keen on the chase. Batman... I liked it. Why is Batman chasing the Penguin? Like, I know that they ask him a couple of questions and then let him go at the end. But like, mm. it doesn't seem like, apart from Salt saying that the Spanish is wrong, you could have fucking talked to Spanish teacher, anyone, <laughs> Google who's Spanish, Google Translate, Google Translate, like... world's greatest detective. You know, maybe your fucking NSA level spy software bat- Batman would have like been able mm. to figure this out. Yeah. But apart from that, he doesn't really add anything to this other than but they already know he's not guilty of the big crime at this point. So the whole thing, the whole like, and it's not 45 minutes, but legitimately, I think here's 20 minutes of just car chase. Um, but I it's a bad car a chase. Harsh. We've seen a lot of good car chases on this podcast, Ross. Um, yeah. And this is not one of them. And I just think that it takes up a lot of the movie, which is already very long and doesn't really yeah. add anything other than other than a producer probably or an executive said, we need to have a Batmobile and we need to have a, a mm. Batmobile scene. And I just think that's a shit reason to have something in your movie to sell toys. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, but it's, it's you, not... not quite, but you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I, I get it. I mean, could they have cut it down? Sure. But but I think if they if they sorted the lighting a bit better, that like I I quite liked it and I quite seeing what you know what what this sort of like starter that you know starter car starter Batmobile was capable of, um and you get to see the cool thing about you know like you know that one of the iconic things of the Batmobile was like that thruster thing in the back, yeah and you know and that big blue flame and you had that with this yoke, um didn't look like the uh, sort of iconic Batmobiles or the Thunderbolt. No, I, I know you're not keen on it. I am. I just think it could have been Falcone and it could have been Catwoman on a motorbike and Batman in his Batmobile chasing Falcone. Batman catches him and you could have the her trying to kill Falcone scene play out there. And then the scene, mm. whole scene for a sequence would have loads of weight that it doesn't have here because the catch the guy... They ask him how to spell these Spanish words, and then they let him go. <laughs> and it's just, again, it's just, it's just bad editing, um, and it, it offends me as a movie watcher because it's wasting my time. Like yeah. I want to watch this movie and enjoy it, but this is like we're having a car chase scene just to have a car chase scene, and that's fine in a lot of movies, like a lot of action movies, but not this, which is trying to be a bit more introspective. Yeah. Um, Next, we move on, I believe, to the orphanage. Yeah, and this is where you're like the the final piece of the Riddler puzzle, I suppose, isn't it? Well, Mm. the penultimate piece. Well, well, what he believes is the the final piece, isn't it? Where basically he's showing Batman now that Thomas Wayne is portrayed to be not all that he seems, that he's like quite nefarious, that he's paying off the mafia to sort of silence the press. Might have had this press guy killed. Yeah, um, and it's all like again tearing down the father, and and yeah. with, this is where it emerges that the kind of like the thing that the riddle is trying to expose is this: before Thomas Wayne died, he for some reason set up like a trust, a billion dollar trust, uh, to be a charitable thing for Gotham. But he died before he could really like decide what to do with any of it. And the whole whole idea of the movie is that the riddle is outraged because um, this this billionaire who looks to be corrupt based on the evidence of this dead press guy and things like that and his wife's dodgy upbringing and things like that basically set up this million dollar a billion dollar slush fund mm. uh which then in the you know 30 intervening years or whatever 
um, all of the bad guys have basically been stealing, embezzling from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which obviously Bruce Wayne knows nothing about, but like that's, and that's why Moroni was taken down and Falcone is the rat with wings, uh, is because basically everyone else wanted a bigger slice of the pie and Moroni was the biggest guy getting it. So they, they, they took him down so that the mayor and the DA and so Falcone and the penguin. Yeah. So everyone else could continue to embezzle this money that was meant to help the people of Gotham. And that's a really mm. powerful message where I'm like, shit, is the Riddler the good guy? <laughs> See, yeah, but 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 again, like a Riddler, up until this point, he was spouting fact, you know, information like shit, yeah. And then when he's spouting that thing about Thomas Wayne, you're like, oh shit. And again, this could have been a good thing where you actually put, you know, bring a fault to, you know, the people in Batman's life who, you know, were above reproach, you know, and then you suddenly find out, oh shit, my dad wasn't squeaky clean. But then it, it, it turns out that actually no, it wasn't. It wasn't like that. Alfred set things straight, but it would have been better, I think, if there was a little bit of. I a, think there's a still stain. a bit of a, like a a bit of humanizing of Thomas Wayne here, where mm. yeah, he didn't actually ask Falcone to kill this guy, but he did go to a gangster and ask him to make make a you know threaten this guy. Mm. And so I think there is a certain amount of like, yeah, like your dad was human. He made mistakes. I think there that that's maybe the message that Alfred's yeah. trying to impart on 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 Bruce rather than. No, your I mean, dad was a saint. It's like, no, your dad was human and he made mistakes and this was a bad mistake and it got someone killed. And he, and he imparts that from a hospital bed because between finding out... No one dies pain, from explosions in this movie. It's impossible. <laughs> Everyone's superhuman. The the DA fucking died with the bomber in his neck. <laughs> Batman had the guy... Yeah, and that but bomb blew up in Batman's face and he was fine. Ah, but he covered his mouth. But he's got plot is... armor, Ross, is what he's got. <laughs> plot um, armor, yeah. But then, anyway, and like, again, um, like fucking a fucking hell movie. Stop being a pussy. Kill Alfred. Like, kill somebody in this movie, please. It yeah, it 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 goes on even even longer. And then, uh, do you know? I, I feel like we're just like going through the movie bit by bit. And I think we should just we should go. No, middle, no, no. Middle, middle. We've not got too much left, Ross. And there's some important stuff to touch on. I think we want to give this movie a fair treatment because there's stuff, some sort of stuff that's still to go that I liked, and there's some stuff still to go. We've got, we we can give it a fair treatment without. Going through the movie bit by bit, you know, like what, what like what, what's the next important thing? Well, I want to talk about the plot. The important thing is the plot and how it, how okay. the movie from this point, Ross drops it. Just go with me here. Just relax. I'm, I'm with you. Go with me. So we have the Alfred deathbed scene, uh, where Thomas Wayne is is resurrected in in Bruce Wayne's mind, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, but this is what I'm saying. So the, at this point in the movie, um, the Riddler's kind of got everything he wants. Like, the, like they kind of. Batman has most of the pieces here. Um, you know, you just need the final confrontation with Falcone again. And I mentioned before how this is the, the most engaging bit of the movie because it's where our main plot with the Riddler meets the Selina Kyle Catwoman plot, which we have. Hmm. Um, so we have her invading the nightclub to kill Falcone, which I think absolute banging performance. from Brilliant scene. Yeah, brilliant scene. Yeah, cool Batman scene where he's fighting his way through the nightclub as well. Um, again, good fight choreography. Mm. He is just like pounding meat. Um, <laughs> not <in> that way. <laughs> no, but like he's not like doing like the kung fu fighting that we even. Christian yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's not masturbating. Is what movie. I'm saying. Um, yeah, I'm not. Obviously, act- he's not masturbating. Everyone's seen the movie, Ross. They haven't listened the, to an the, hour of this podcast and not watched the movie. <laughs> there's an excellent scene where basically 
it's he's in the last hallway before he gets to Moroni and like he's cut the power and there's like six seven guys with guns and he's coming through the hallway and the only thing that lights up the hallway is like the muzzle flash as they're trying to shoot at him and like one by one they're just basically getting knocked out and you only see that snippet like from a strobe light sort of effect um love that we get a lot of that in um, um daredevil we got a lot of that in that movie as well oh uh, yeah, that yeah, series, yeah that's in that series sorry the new one Mm. Uh, of like that that really cool hallway scene where you kind of oh, like see a flash yeah. every couple of seconds. It's a really cool shot and and it's well used here. Um, and again, to his credit, I think Robert Patterson has been pretty good up until this point. Like apart from the, the emo scenes, apart from them, he's been pretty good. Apart from Zoe Kravitz, yeah. though, MVP of this movie. Um, I'm gonna talk for a minute, Roth. Can you find me the name of the actor who played Falcone? Um, yes, but like. You have that this confrontation where she reveals to to Falcone that she's his daughter because he knows her as a waitress um, yeah. at this club he runs, uh, where she reveals that she's his daughter. And, John uh, Turturro. Oh, to John Turturro, of course. Um, yeah. Who we've seen in we did he was in um, the Color of Money. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. He was the yeah. shithead um, that um, Paul Newman employed before he got uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Um, his performance great because uh, he's just a sleaze bag. He's just a sleazy, mm. sleazy, corrupt. Well, actually, he's a mobster, so he's, he's already quite corrupt. <laughs> uh, and you have Zoe Kravitz confronting him and saying, like, you know, you killed my mother. And then, of course, he tries to kill her, which I think is great again. And he's basically like, oh, I can't believe you made me have to do this. Yeah. Which is a Can you see how much this is hurting line. me? Yeah, I, your mother did. I had to kill your mother as well because of you know because she made me do it. And it's like again, movie writing your villains very very well because like no most pe- bad people don't think they're bad people. Mm. They believe their shit. And Falcone isn't some like fucking sewer crocodile like we have in a lot of the comics and the cartoons and stuff. He's just this like criminal. And yeah. so yeah, of course he believes that this woman is making him a killer because. She's challenged his, oh, what, his reality. What else is he going to do? Yeah. Yeah. It's a well choreographed scene as well where he's on top mm. of her trying to like choke her to death with his pole. Um, pool she cue, scratches yeah. him with the, with the long nails. Yeah. Uh, was, it a pool, was it a pool cue? Was Paul Newman in this movie? Is this the color of money? <laughs> it's a sequel, unofficial sequel. John Saturo, still in a pool hall, still doing loads of cocaine. <laughs> still terrible at pool. <laughs> um, so at this, this point, where... now, this... go on. Well, this is where the art. Well, this is where you're not going to get out of this early, Ross. It's just going to. We're going to do what we're going to do. Stop giving me that look. This <laughs> is the point where the Catwoman arc kind of like comes full circle, and we kind of have the like mm. where she doesn't kill him, where Batman convinces yeah. her that that would be the wrong thing to do. Bring him in by killing make him. Make an example. Basically, of him. Yeah. he's not going to suffer. He's not going to, you know, lose the things that matter to him. And it's kind of like this. It's a good moment for Batman and Catwoman as like a you know the, as, a, as, a, as a romantic thing, and it's a yeah. great thing for her character in terms of like, yeah, I really do believe she rides off into the sunset because her business has been resolved in this movie. What happens mm. next for us? Um, so well, basically, Batman sort of gives gives him the perp walk, gives Carmine Falcone the perp walk, where they walk him through the club, and they come out then to the to the steps. This is a trope, <laughs> oh. and all the whole GCPD is waiting for them there. And then he gives a little speech about how he's going to beat it, of course. And then, you know, there's a little back and forth between him and the Penguin. This is, of course, where Penguin has found out that Carmine Falcone was the rat. Um, 
and basically threatens him, you know, enjoy your first night in Blackgate because it's going to be your last, which excellent. And then Penguin pulls out a gun, but gets, uh, and then there's a gunshot. Penguin hasn't shot him, but there's a shooter in the window. Middle, middle, middle. Turns out it was the Riddler's apartment. So Batman busts up there, starts looking through, and then the cops show up. And then they get a call where basically, oh, there's a guy around the corner at a cafe, uh, diner, rather. Um, yeah. And he's just having a coffee. And that's where we come across the Riddler. And we see his face for the first time. And like you said, this is the Jeffrey Dahmer looking face. You're like, he's Jesus. just a dude. Yeah. A nerdy looking dude, for sure. Mm. So, oh, unassuming. So unassuming. Yeah, maybe he needs to get out in the sun a bit more, but he's just a guy. <laughs> yeah. So then they arrest him and then they investigate his flat and then they find some more clues for Batman. And why don't you take it away, Dave? Well, this is kind of the point for me where the movie should have finished. <laughs> should have like ended several yeah. minutes. Yeah. The Falcone like being killed should have been the end of this movie. Um because we get this wild, boring interrogation scene uh because the riddle knows who batman is i think yeah mm-hmm. um and so he's basically saying that like and that this is where i quite, i don't quite understand why he's doing what he's doing because up to this point his is kind of like the thing that he's doing is he wants to out all of these miserable horrible villains as villains he wants to out these people who are allegedly you know the police the mayor the da he wants to out them as assholes because He's a poor person and poor people have suffered in this city for, you know, mm-hmm. decades because this money was there to help the city and to do, you know, build social programs and affordable housing and go into the school system and all of these great, great things that the movie is not interested in going into. Um, and that's great. And he hates Bruce Wayne because Bruce Wayne, like, yeah, he's an orphan, but like he basically takes all the attention away from all the other people who are suffering because... Yeah, but he's a billionaire, so it's you know it's not fine. What, one little rich like, boy loses his parents, and then let's all yeah, stop just fucking for him. sit at home and yeah. count your money and shut up whinging. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's very sad, but like you know, one one is not the same as the other. Yeah, you lost your parents, and that's horrible. But like one orphan got to go home and live in a mansion, and lots of orphans get to fucking starve on the street. Yeah, um, yeah. and that's and again, that's really powerful. I think that's the message of this movie that. The movie isn't really interested in getting behind, but like that's the message. But then <laughs> the upshot of that, for some reason, the Riddler, who up to this point has been like psychotic and insane, obviously, and a serial mm. killer, but like yeah. in a fairly coherent fashion. He's like, right, so what I'm gonna do question mark, riddle symbol, is <laughs> blow up the seawall and, and flood the city, and you're like, huh? Yeah. Which you think? But he's got now. He's got these like a, Well, you think it's going to be? Oh, we're going to have one final action sequence, and Batman's going to save the day. He doesn't. He doesn't save the day. Yeah, it blows up. <laughs> like yeah. so, but it's like an extra thirty minutes of the movie, and I'm like, there was no. Yeah, but why? No he, but what, he could what have, have just thwarted. There? He could have thwarted the bombs. <clears throat> and you still have the fight scenes and stuff. But like it came about then that the Riddler has all these, this is why I'm saying, man, like they tried to put a trilogy into the one movie because you could have had it where the sequel was the Riddler now has all these followings and now he's still controlling things from behind bars and then he escapes and then you could have that. Because the thing is, you with have Batman the lead movies, in, don't you? you have the lead in at the end of this movie is what yeah. you have where the Riddler's the, in prison and he he knows something you don't know and he's not worried about being in prison and you're like, mm, that's concerning. Yeah. 
the thing is well like the, the stakes need to continually rise so basically in the first batman movie it should be like quite isolated stakes where you know you're taking on carmine falcone oh this my boss gonna take him down and you know and then uh, you know when you're also dealing with the riddler as well okay now he's behind bars got him sweet and like you say he's not too worried oh that's a, that's a concern moving into the second one now now basically he's got these minions these followers and then there's another big name villain at large that you got to take care of too and the end of this then basically you know you thwarted the riddler once and for all but then there's something else happening and that leads you into the third movie then where basically the stakes have never been higher the whole city is in danger there's bombs and explosions and blah and gas that's what you want to do but i tried to like there's like you you you've stated the runtime of this movie so many times dave and i forgot it was this long but it got to the point of like this is what and this is what I mean by like it was trying to cram a whole trilogy into one movie. Ross, you are absolutely one hundred percent right. Um, I will say the one thing it avoids is doing the origin story. So let's look at the Nolan trilogy just briefly. First yeah. movie, you have the mystical Asian training and Batman becoming oh. Batman. That's fine. Second movie, you've got the Joker. Like I said, the, in this movie, the Riddler, the big villain, um, mm. and and he is defeated at the end of the movie. Uh, but all is not well. Third movie, you blow the city up. And it's great. And there were yeah. good things about that movie. And things that, in this trilogy, this imagined trilogy, if you'd blown up the, the seawall at the end of the second movie, You're dealing that would have made a that. really yeah. cool third movie where the city's underwater yeah. and like it's basically like um, New Orleans after the after the hurricane. And like... There's an excellent story, um, basically, in Batman, um, in the new 52, and it was Batman uh, Zero Year. And basically, um, middle, 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 Batman's just, uh, Bruce Wayne's just come back, and, you know, this is the the origin of the Joker as Red Hood and all that there, but essentially manages to thwart the Red Hood, but the Riddler basically manages to take over Wayne Tech, etc., take over the city, and Batman is thought dead, and basically he blows the... The, the, actually similar to the movie he blows the the, the seawall and basically batman wakes up and basically only seemingly only weeks have passed but like there's all this new vegetation and basically it comes about that you know poison ivy has like grown over the city so it looks yeah, like yeah. You know, 20 years have passed um but this was the zero year but again it's blown up the city wall now riddler has taken over and now you've got to thwart him now because and he's this evil mastermind um, a bit like the third, the third Nolan movie with Bane. Yeah, it? yes, yes, exactly. It's, like, that's what I was saying. Like what Marsh, you're you know, is... the city is just mad. You've got them like lynching people in the town hall, and yeah, like exactly all of that is really cool. But it's a lot to cram into your first movie, um, and it's yeah. also like not a good ending. Uh, there's one thing I want to talk about mm. in a pedanty casty way, and I'm sure you know Go what I'm it. talking about. Um, it's it's Batman's fight juice. Um, so we have quite a long scene where Batman's beating up and getting <laughs> shot by identical, like... <laughs> Fight milk! <laughs> That's like a thing. Bat milk! <laughs> Bat Get milk! Um, and he's, like, fighting, and he keeps getting shot, and you're like, well, the ballistic qualities of armor, like, you're going to be bruised, and, and yeah. it's going to hurt, and all of that, but Batman's, like, strong and committed. And then... Um... <laughs> committed. All about them you know games. He's like endurance yeah. is, is, and that's another Batman thing. Is like Batman is the guy. He is that boxer who will like he can't see, he can't hear. Like he's I can do this work. all day. He's swaying on the spot and he gets back up. That's Batman, and and again, it's something that they nail in this scene, but it's stupid. 
because he gets shot with a shotgun in like the chest mm. or the stomach or something. And obviously, which he's by the way, hurt broken ribs all day. All of your ribs are broken. Yeah. Um, and he falls off the bridge, and then basically Catwoman comes and saves the day. And I like that. I like that she turns. Yes. Up. Yeah. Um, uh, but there's one last villain, and she helps Batman up. And they're having a cool moment again. Like I think that the light touch they have with the romance aspect in this movie mm. is really, really, really good. Um, where it's like it's almost will they, won't they? And there's obviously this chemistry between them, but nothing's ever done. Um, she rolls off. She's been killed by this guy, or being killed, I should say, in the process of being killed. Uh, and Batman can't even like sit up. He's so injured, and he gets this green liquid, which we've never seen before, and is not explained out mm. of his out of his bat purse, um, plugs it into his, like, looking, you know, 23rd century uh, exoskeleton uh, drug injector suit. He's got a little, yeah, he's got a little circle or a hole or something that he can inject stuff into, yeah. And then he, which I liked, fine, and then he gets up and goes aggro on this guy. Again, cool scene. Like, oh, he's just taking a load of fucking amphetamines. And and so he can, like they did in World War II, and he's going to beat the living shit out of this guy. Um, see, I thought and it was then, Venom. Well, I think it's a thing, and it's fine. But you kind of need Batman to then sag and be like, "Oh well, I'm fucked again." That was just like a an adrenaline shot because I needed to save adrenaline. It's, it's yeah, gonna, it's yeah. gonna do bad things to me, but I needed to save your life as I care about you, and that would have been nice. But then he's like, "Right, I mean, I'm gonna, ju- I'm fine now because I've had my, I've had my fight juice, so I'm gonna jump off this building and spend the entire day rescuing people from this fucking flood." Yeah. And it's, uh, <laughs> I think it's just yeah. bad movie making. Like you can't have him being beaten up and broken and like nearly dead, and then him, he's fine because you've trusted me, the audience, to understand that this is somewhat based in reality. Like not you know, but somewhat like reality, and it's just lazy. I think I don't know whether yeah. you agree. No, well, I I don't know if it's lazy, but essentially, I, I quite liked it because when when I saw it was like green substance, I thought, oh, venom. Is this like a throwaway, or is it leading into something new? So I I was quite into it. I get what you're saying about like you know, well, once that adrenaline passes, you are just going to basically collapse because you you are done. Then so yeah, you might kick share these people, but you're not going to stay around for the rescue mission. You're done. Um, haven't I? I I, I wasn't that. Um, I didn't care. This didn't bother you. I really thought this no. would bother you because it bothered me. <laughs> I think I think by that point, once you get as old as you are, once you've watched a movie like this, from watching a movie like this, rather, yeah, you're, you're you've like, aged from watching this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, no, Did you say funny. you saw this at the cinema? By the way, yeah. Did you have to like rent a room or something? <laughs> it was. I think it was because I was still getting used to the hours. So, like, basically, I had literally just woken up and gone to the cinema. So I was. Wide awake, <laughs> and I had all that sugary coke and popcorn, so I was ready to rock. Um, Did you yeah, fight, juice? <laughs> fight milk, bad milk. Um, <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I like the thing is, like, I remember at the cinema just mainly enjoying it. Yeah, there were some things could have done better, but mainly enjoying it. Now, on the rewatch, I'm like, what, what did I experience? And it must be. So it makes me think two things. One, there's a lot to be said for the in movie, the in sorry theater experience. You know, going to the cinema, watching a movie, being completely now, cool. especially with Sam not here because he hates the cinema. But like, yeah, I'm with you, Ross. There is something about the magic of the cinema where 
you like a movie a lot more than the movie deserves just because you've seen it on the big screen with a load of other people. But also because you, you, there's no distraction. You're not allowed your phone out. It's unacceptable. And you are completely enthralled within it. The next thing then as well is, like we said at the start, like I was sort of joking. Now I'm not so much joking. Is that we just watched The Da Vinci Code. <laughs> so like in the end, <laughs> in the end watching the guy's eyes dart left and right as he figures out a puzzle. Aha, Eureka. Bat, bat Rika. I've got it. Bat Rika. <laughs> now. So, but yeah, I'm surprised how much I found wrong with this movie, considering how much I remember enjoying it in the cinema. Yeah, and conversely, I, I don't disagree at all. Uh, this is the first time I'd seen it. Um, I had seen that it was on streaming for free, and I had, hadn't bothered renting it, basically, because I hadn't heard loads of good stuff. Because yeah, I think the I, fans I, um, don't really like this. I think the critics like it, but the fans I, don't. I, and I don't get, yeah, I, yeah that, that makes sense. The critics like it, but yeah, and, and the fans not liking it says a lot. The, th- the thing is, I am. Um... You, you said you said that you know you, you remember this was free on it, and I'm like I, I I am I am a bit regretful that this is the first Batman movie we've covered because you know you'd want it to be one that you enjoy like the one with Heath Ledger. Uh, didn't or... we do? <laughs> didn't we do Batman Forever or um, Batman and Robin? The one with Arnie in it. We did. No. Oh shit! We did. Previously on Imaginary Movie Podcast. Actually, this would have been a much, much better movie to watch than that as the first Batman movie. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, what fuck? Yeah, I mean, let's do final thoughts and maybe like it's some quick fixes. And I have got like a very quick fire little quiz mm. thing. That's not a quiz, but we'll, yeah, oh, we'll get to that in a look, sec. Looking forward to that. But final thoughts for me is, like I said, they tried to cram a lot into it. They tried to create three movies into one. I think final thoughts are they have touched on so many interesting facets and then just left them there it feels like like a magpie was sort of writing this like something shiny oh and then we're gonna then we're gonna have the riddler and he's gonna be a psychopath oh and then we're gonna have you know thomas wayne is he all that he seems oh and then we're gonna have batman suit do you remember like dave do you remember the hype over batman's suit when the batman was being recorded there was supposed to be like some meaning behind like the the, yeah. the bat symbol, like it was supposed to be like the gun that was like broken down. Yeah, it's, it's a bat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there was supposed to be like it was supposed to because it's all metal. It was supposed to be like the rumor was that it was like the metal broken down from the gun that killed Batman's parents. But there was nothing alluded to in the movie regarding that. So many things touched on that could have been wonderful, but just gone to waste. That's my final thought. Yeah, um, I don't disagree. Um, I was actually kind of surprised. Having watched this, especially talking about it, like I'm surprised about how much I liked. Um, because like as we've mentioned, I I liked lots and lots of scenes in this movie. Mm. Uh, I liked one of the major plots. I liked most of the rest of the other plot. I just didn't like how they interacted with each other. <laughs> um, and the biggest thing I think is I really would have loved. Like I think I'd have a much more positive opinion of this movie if the last scene of it was the realization from Batman. That he needs Bruce Wayne. That like yes. Well, I said that because that really appeals to me in this movie, especially in the fucking economic hellscape we're existing now, where billionaires control everything. The idea that, um, you know that the 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 rich people are wrong in this movie, which is certainly the Riddler's opinion, that 
by the end of the movie, essentially the the, the rhetoric is no, 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 fine. It was just bad guys being bad guys. <laughs> yeah. Like billionaires just, don't need to do anything. And it's not just a few people, bad apples. Yeah, not enough people because the the mayoral candidate, the uh, the woman who comes to Bruce Wayne and basically she's the only character in the movie who's basically like, listen, Mister Wayne, you're a fucking billionaire. You need to do more. And like that's mm. a good scene that you kind of need the end of the movie to be right. So get rid of this seawall nonsense. They've arrested the Riddler and the the, the new mayor's elected the woman we've met um, and Bruce Wayne stands up next to her and gives a speech and says um, and says my, my father once had a dream of, um, yeah. Yeah. of rebuilding this city from the ground up and making it better for the people who live here and yeah. he says and I believe with mayor such and such um, that we are headed in the right direction and I'm going to pledge X amount of support from the Wayne Foundation um, towards these yeah. social projects yeah. and like could not agree, and more. that would have been if that had been more. the end of this movie, Ross. I think we'd be talking about the best Batman movie ever made. Like, mm. I'm not even joking. If you cut out the last, the 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 seawall bit at the end of the movie, didn't yeah. change. Even if you didn't have, change have anything them, else, have them have them thwart the bomb rather than have it explode. But have them thwart yeah. it, save the mayor, and then basically Bruce Wayne shows up, like you say, and basically says, you know, Gotham can be better. You need better from us. Yeah. And, you know, blah blah blah. Yeah, and that honestly, I think would have made this, like I said, probably the best, the best, probably the best, most true to the character Batman film we'd seen. Yeah, um, I will say because we hadn't mentioned it, I really, really liked the face paint uh, gang at the beginning. Uh, mm. I thought that was a great nod to the comics uh, in a in a non cartoony way, and the way that the guy who's like doing his um, his like initiations only got half his face painted. Yeah, and the movie shows you all this, but it doesn't tell you any of it, and that's just oh, again, mm. loads in this movie I liked, and that's the takeaway is that I kind of part of me hopes that, and the seemingly it's not looking good for DC films, um, but like part of me really hopes that they do make a sequel to this, and that we do get more of Patsman, Pat Pat, Pat Pat, Pat Patman, Pat Pat, Pat Fleck, Pat Fleck, Pat Fleck, Pat Fleck no, it makes no sense for us. <laughs> Well, part man. of me hopes we do get that, or even honestly, like a spin-off Selena Kyle movie. Um, but it's not a Batman movie, Ross. She's not fighting villains. It's like an Ocean's Eleven type movie, but with that would be good, Kyle. actually. That yeah, would be good. That would be good. Um, but a frustrating movie, a bit like you know we watched the Justice League and we were like, yeah, we like this and we like that, but ultimately, it's I, a whole I, package. I love the Snyder Cut. Yeah, I know you did, Ross, and you made us watch it. And now you've made us watch another three-hour-long DC movie that all takes I, place at night, and everyone's I, wearing black. I, I will get someone to watch the MCU. <laughs> Please, I'd love the MCU, Ross. I would love the lightness and the short movies in the MCU. Oh, I'll do it. I'll fucking do it. This was the okay. longest. This was the longest comic book movie ever, by the way, theatrical. Oh wow! It's about three minutes longer than uh, Endgame. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Which was a horrendously long movie. Yeah, uh, the last thing I want to do, Ross, before quiz. we go, because I know you're tired. It's not a quiz. It's not a quiz. I want us to very quickly, let's not put loads and loads of thought into this. Let's rank the Batman movies. What's the best Ooh. one? Oh, has to be the one with Heath Ledger. Has to be the one with Heath Ledger, surely. The Dark Knight. Hmm. Or I... Batman <laughs> Begins. I'm going to surprise you, Ross. I'm going to surprise you, and I'm going to say Batman Returns. The one with Penguin? Yeah. 
That is a good one. Do you know what it is though? It's like it's the it's the opposite of the Dark Knight. It's it's the cartoon movie. It's the live action cartoon yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, and I love that about it. I love Danny DeVito. Um, I love Christopher Walken as the mayor. <laughs> yeah. I love Michelle Pfeiffer for obvious reasons. Um, see, teenage Her acting. <laughs> acting. Um, <laughs> but like, there's something about that movie that's just like a. It holds a place in my mind as like this kind of mm. like a wild carnival of a movie. Um, I do think The Dark Knight's probably most people's answers, but in terms of those Nolan movies, I suspect that you're probably right, and maybe Batman Begins, in hindsight, is maybe the better movie. Mm. But 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 also I think like if you look at like the Nolan movies, and although I remember you you and Dave or you and Sam rather saying before that if you watch them now they might be a bit tedious or it might run a bit long and that's fair but you have to look at them from the time for the time when they released and yeah. i think i, I don't know they like because obviously like it's 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 an understatement to say like heath ledger's performance that is incredible but also like christian bale is like one of like the top actors and the guy that, and like yeah. what he puts himself through but also he absolutely gets um he he embodies like you know the Batman. You know, I remember I was like watching an interview with uh, Tom Hardy. You know, when he was playing Bane after the movie came out, and he was saying like, "Cause Tom Hardy's like does Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. He's a proper like tough Ross, lad." Do, do you have your Bane? Do you have your Bane modulator? <laughs> One second. <laughs> Let me get this up. Oh, you think Bane is here now? You may have adopted the darkness. I was born with it. <laughs> this is my favourite bit. Um, I do think you're right. The Dark Knight's probably the biggest Batman movie ever. It certainly had the mm. biggest splash. Uh, I remember Sam, if you can fucking imagine this, by the way. Sam went to the cinema like six times to see that movie. <laughs> For a guy who doesn't like... Our Sam. <laughs> Our Sam. A guy who hates the cinema and everything about it. That's amazing. I, I um, do remember um, seeing, I went with a friend and he'd always seen like twice already. He was like, you're, you're in for a treat. And I'm like, yeah, I like Batman, whatever. This is before I really got into Batman and I watched it and I was like, oh, damn, I think like, oh, that's going to be Two-Face. And he's like, just watch. And then, like I said, that bit where they arrested Two-Face, I was like, or arrested Joker. I was like, oh, it's over. And I was like, oh, that was, that was really good. And then, oh, shit, there's more. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a real, so, real cinema experience. I don't even think I'd seen Batman worst, when I saw that movie. Worst Batman movie? The worst one uh, is probably Batman and Robin. I think. Which one did we watch? The George Clooney one. Oh, there's two. Jo- oh no, yeah, that is there's the worst one. One George Clooney one and one Val Kilmer one, and we're not including the Adam West ones. I just think because I haven't seen George them Clooney. In yeah, a yeah million the George years. Clooney. I think it's the, the George Clooney ones. Worst. It's the nipples. It's the nipples. It's the self-referential shit where they think they're being, and you're like, it's all the needless shots of latex clad bums yeah like lingering shots of george clooney's ass rubber cod pieces yeah yeah it's i think that's the worst one one by a country mile i think the second worst one is probably the val kilmore i like the val kilmore one only because i love jim carrey as riddler and i love tommy lee jones as uh two-faced it's campy but fuck is it fun to watch all right i think all right so, so where where do we stand on the standing? So, um, I think second worst first is, is actually, probably Dark Knight. First is probably Dark Knight. Dark Knight, right? yeah. 
Yeah. I I think Batman Returns belongs in the top three, but like okay. I'm going to defer to you. To okay, you. Well, let's put it. Whether... Go on. It, you so, say Returns or Begins? In my mind, the top three are the Dark Knight, Batman Begins, and Batman Returns. Probably. Yep, I'll go, I'd, I'd, I'd accept that. Um, worst, so, the worst, like we say, is Batman and Robin. Yeah. Second worst, I actually think, is The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, that's that movie has a lot suffer. Is bad for a lot of the reasons that this movie was bad. Like it's yeah. really long, and it kind of picks up loads of interesting things and then throws them out the window. You know, our typical that's... thing, like, oh yeah, this mm. really cool. It's really cool. The city's under martial law, and the cops are all locked in the sewers. And yeah, don't worry about that. It's fine. We want to the next thing. Don't worry about mm. that. Where are the cops going to the toilet? What? Where, where are they going to the toilet? They're, well, they're in the sewers. They're in the sewer. Where do you oh, think all trapped. the toilets so just where, So where do they shit? No, they, well, they shit where they are. Okay, so they're, and they're stuck there for six months. You're overthinking it. I don't think you've thought it through. No. Uh, yeah, I would I would actually probably say that is probably the second worst second worst Batman movie. I'm going to have to say the Val Kilmer one's got to be the third worst, Ross. Yeah, just above that Val Kilmer one. Uh, and, then, and then the what? first... Go on. I was going to say then the first Batman movie with is it um, Michael Keaton? Michael Keaton, Straight, yeah, right in the middle, right in the middle. Would you say that's above or below Batman versus Superman? Which I'm going to throw in as like if that is a Batman movie. It would be above Batman versus Superman. Yeah, I agree. I don't, and again, mm. Batman versus Superman is kind of like this movie and a lot of DC movies where there's a lot that I like about them, but it doesn't actually make Have for a good you... movie. Have you seen? Because if we were including like animated Batman movies, oh man, we should actually. Oh, it's the um, it's it's the one with Thomas Wayne. Oh, uh, oh yeah, Flashpoint uh, Paradox. Flashpoint Paradox. Have you not? Have you seen uh, the Dark Knight Returns? Old, the old, ba- old Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Again, but oh. the, if you include the animated ones, though, all the, all the live the shit out of Superman kind of shunt down a bit because the animated yeah. ones are fantastic. Some of the animated ones are yeah. fantastic. Absolutely. Um, and it's whether you include whether whether you count the Flashpoint mm. Paradox as a Batman movie or as a Flash movie. Flash movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like um, as a Batman story, um, and what, like we said, the, the animated series I think probably tells some of the best Batman stories. But Batman, like the animated Batman, gets Batman's style of humor fucking perfect. And what I mean by that is, I think I said to you you before, like when we were doing like Justice League, and there was a bit where. Superman throws Batman against a car and then Lois Lane comes and they fly off together and Batman says, alluding to their first movie, he's like, oh, yep, something's definitely bleeding now. As in, you know, in a reference to the headline, do you bleed? And that's just, that's Batman quipping. Batman doesn't quip. Whereas there's this brilliant scene in a movie called Justice League Dark where basically uh, there's some nefarious powers of play like supernatural powers and batman goes off to enlist the help of the zatara the magician and, and dead man and there's these spirits and basically they're like oh batman they're like we sense a great darkness within you but also a great weight how do you bear that how does one human bear this much burden and batman just goes i have a butler and just <laughs> oh. <laughs> like i said it's that deadpan, deadpan yeah like quite sarcastic humor and he rolls his eyes ah. a lot in that in that in that cartoon series i think Mm, um, yeah, like, and it, this is the frustrating thing. Like, I, I hesitate to even use the, use the word super fans, but I fucking love Batman. Like, I'm not a comic Same. book guy, Same. but I'll sit and read about the comic books. <laughs> I can't sit and read comic books, but like, I will all go of on the YouTube stuff, and like get a guy to like 
read snippets of comics and stuff and I'll listen to it as if it's a podcast. Yeah. No exactly. problem. Like DC uh, Nights Metal. Oh, the Batman Who Laughs. Fucking amazing. Yeah. And you know what? Like for me, it's Batman then Spider Man. Like those are the the tip mm. top of, of mm. the superhero pantheon. And like yeah. and there's a there's a big gulf between those those two and the rest. But Batman's yeah. definitely edges Spider Man as like it's always been cool. It's always like a there's something really appealing about superheroes. It's why Iron Man's been so successful in the MCU. There's something really appealing about a guy who isn't a fucking Asgardian god or like <laughs> yeah. a super soldier, you know, or an irradiated like monster. You know, he's just a guy who's had enough and he's gonna do something. Yeah. Yeah, especially classic Batman where he's got like gadgets, but he hasn't he hasn't got the uh, the financial um the, sh- the shocking financial wealth that Christian Bale has, for instance. He literally doesn't yeah. run the NSA like Christian Bale does in that <laughs> uh in that second movie where you know he's yeah. like uh, Lucius Fox is like basically tapping all the cell phones in the city. <laughs> yeah, you know that's illegal. That's illegal. Um but uh, I think we're happy with that. We're happy with that. Very happy. Happy with that listing. Right. Well, we fix it. Um, I think we need to bring ourselves back out. Um, this podcast is a bleeding whore. Dave's a bleeding whore. <laughs> Ross is a bleeding whore. We're Batman. We're all Batman. That was a perfect soundbite. I just played it at a random point, but that was a perfect little snippet just to get sound to... That's your outro, yeah. Fuck them. Well, perfect, Ross. <laughs> See, the power, of, the power of being able to play music under us is going to go to my head. Yeah. <laughs> I am the controller! There's too much power for one man to wield. <laughs> <laughs>